frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the Dafty Scottish football podcast around. I'm Stephen Purden and let's welcome the team. First, a man who thinks that Jamie Dodgers are the worst biscuit about. It's Chris Toll. It's happening, Troops. How's Jamie Dodgers the worst biscuit about? I don't think there's any contest, to be honest with you. I think it's dry, horrible shit. No, but if you dip it into your brand new uh, Dafty, that's what they're there for. I don't drink tea, but mate, I like oh, well, you're tea. fucked. I like it. <laughs> And now welcome a man who is raging, as you can tell by his tone now. This week after top of the league, Cowan Rangers lost the league to Auchinleck Talbot, despite them being 12 points off the top. It's Grado. Aye, it's me, it's myself. I'll get into that in a wee bit. I'm fucking raging, as you can tell. But um, how's everybody else staying coping with lockdown? How's it? How's how's the graft? What's happening? You've know, got Wayne's running about. I've got my girlfriend's Wayne running about. What's the deal? Non-stop, mate. Non-stop. Aye. Power, power hosed the drive this morning and I looked like I'd just done Tough Mudder. Aye. <laughs> I even watched River City last night, mate, and saw you uh, pose for a hemorrhoid poster. Aye, <laughs> 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 remember that one, aye? Yeah. Hello, Bonnie. Are you going to start getting on about the tune again? Sorry, mate. No, but just I was listening to the tune again last night. Mate, I had, um, oh, here, you get, no. get your phone out and do the rock version. We've not heard that. <laughs> no, yeah, but do you know what? When you go to. Aye, there's a rock version, mate. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. Bring it on, let me hear it. Get it now. I'm going to actually tweet it, but because I went on the River City Mods on Twitter to go, that's fucking banging. And then I'll just kind of like, I don't know, I made it. And no tell the cunt that really made it. And I'll make the money out of it. What you need to remember is the River City Mods, no fucking Metallica Mods, mate. You're like what you're like. Guess what I tried for the first time at the weekend there? Mouthwash. Go <laughs> <laughs> for half it. Running. No, I maybe took this two weeks ago because. Wow. I'm no, mad dog, and I've I've been I've drank four bottles since then. I've tried every one. We spoke about this last week. See, I must have been drinking the Mad Dog. Fuck's sake, I've been drinking all week. <laughs> He's remember a character joke saying Liam Dolan calls it Mad Dog two zero two zero. That was my breaking route. That was that, that was to try and. Uh, Temper, keep my keep my temper down before I talk to the the the, the co-winning Rangers manager who's waiting to come on the line because oh. I don't know if you know that Auchinleck Talbot are the winners. The Buffs are sitting. How many points clear? Twelve points. Twelve clear, points. have played about fifty percent of the games. I'm absolutely raging. My father's even wrote into the SGFA. I'm going to try and get Chris Rain on uh, the co-winning Rangers manager. It feels like April Fool's Day. It is a complete joke for Scottish junior football that Auchinleck Talbot are the champions. What a redneck. Can Scottish football get any more f***ing stupid? Aye, can Crown Rangers the champions? Oh. I knew you were going to say that. I was waiting on it. <laughs> well, he's coming, isn't it? That was an old boulder. You need to decide what you want to happen here. Do you want the team in third, in third place to have a chance? Or do you want the team that's top to be champions? Make your fucking mind up, Gregor. 
SPFL, SGFA, different organisations, different companies, <laughs> different priorities, <laughs> different situations, different leagues, different wages, different money pots. Chris, it's a very, very, very different situation to the one you're hinting at there. Because Auchinleck Talbot are like fucking third in the league or something. They've got about, they've got about 10 games in horn. Which, right. by the way, I'm not saying they win the one. I'm not saying exactly. they win the one. I'm just exactly. saying, how can they, you know, you, you couldn't even mark their net with a red. What did you say? What's, what's you the couldn't get the That's the one. I, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm never wrestling in Auchinleck anytime soon, if I guess, but... <laughs> They'll be dancing in the streets at Talbot tonight. Fucking right, they will. <laughs> right, I'm going to text Chris to come on. Hello, guys, I'm on. How you doing, my man? It's good to see you. As a Buffs fan, Phil's four-year-old, it's brilliant to have a legend on the podcast. Finally, we had Murdo McLeod last week, but this week it absolutely trumps it. Absolutely, no bother. Up a notch. <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> I just want to they see, see my dad, and he, he can't work a computer for, the, for fucking his life, right? I mean, he goes on my mom's Facebook, my mom's been, been dead for two years, right? It's weird it comes up, mom's now in line, and you freak yourself, it's my dad looking for a snip about, he doesn't know how to use computers, right? But he sent an, an email to the SGFA last night, he filled out the forums, the full lot, um, Wait, and I'll get it for you just now, Chris, and see if, and, and let me see if you agree with what he says. And he's wrote in his full name, his address, his details, his phone number, if they ever want to get back to him. And his message is, SJFA have lost the plot, or have you had a few quid on the Talbot one in the league? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Tell us about the situation. How does the boys feel? How does because I know I spoke to a couple of boys that put my name in the buffs at the start of the year. This was a big year. This was a year that we wanted to win the league there or and it's just fell flat in itself because of some stupid decisions made at the SGFA. Aye, oh, these things are never easy, obviously. You see the conjecture that there is, you know, with the SPL and stuff like that. I've obviously got to watch what I'm saying because I'm a Celtic supporter, so I don't want to be tripping. Right, can I, hold on a minute with John. Just guys, <laughs> come on. Cut off. Change your name to win and say like John. <laughs> you should be managing St. Anthony's next to Ibrooks. This is why they gave me the job because I'm a Celtic supporter for co-winning. Uh, they know I'm used to taking flack. You know what I mean? They parade me up and down the street every now and again. <laughs> a Celtic supporter for co-winning? I know, I know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. There's no money. I know, there isn't. There isn't. <laughs> it's it's very very I've heard it all now. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but aye, look, it's, it's, a very diff- it's a difficult situation for everybody, but in the in the grand scheme of things, where we, where we lie, a few of our players, the players have been to some really, really tough runs and had some good really top victories over the season. And then... To have that kind of just cast aside and, and said, you know what, the team that's played 16 games, we're going to announce them as champions. <laughs> it just doesn't sit well. Yeah. Again, I think I've said, and I'm, be, I'm on record, this saying, I've got no axe to grind with and Lake. It's not them that made this decision. They're a good side, a right good side. Uh-huh. You, you can see with a league record, I think they've only lost one game. But after 16 games, we had only lost one game. We went in a wee bad run of form where we lost a couple of players through suspensions and injuries and we dropped points right before Christmas. So that can happen to them as well. They're not immune to that, although they've got probably a bigger squad. It's like watching, uh, I suppose, uh, uh, you drew the analogy of uh, like running the Grand National and you jump the first 10 fences brilliantly. 
it only takes one bad fence and you're not going to win the race. So there's a lot of football to be played. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying at the end of the day that Talbot would never have won the remaining games that they had to play. Yeah, I'm the exact same boat as you. They might have won them all. They might have Aye. won the record points. They only they only lost one game last year and drew two. But at this stage of the season, they've lost one game and drew two of the new. So there's a lot of unknowns. And I think that's the big thing that rankles with me and the boys is that there's a lot of unknowns there. You're just assuming that they're going to go and do that. And whilst they might have, nobody knows. What's happening with the junior leagues next season? What's, what's the arrangement? Is there no some sort of... Because yeah. uh, my girlfriend's father uh, is uh, Pat Breen for the winter. I, I know so so um, he's basic... I mean, I told him, look, there's a couple of winter fans that are only happy, but he's saying, look, it doesn't matter for, in terms of next season, it's, a, it's a, not a pyramid scheme, is it? What is it? It's some kind of... So what's, happening, what's happening is we've, we've been what we call ring-fenced as junior football for years and years and years, 134 years it's been in existence. And I've never had an affiliation with the SFA other than the clubs that have won the league in the Scottish Cup in the last 10, 15 years have been allowed into the Senior Scottish Cup. So what the, what's happening now is we're basically bolting on open the Lowland League, which Kelty are the champions this year of the Lowland League and they're going to go into the, or they would have played off to go into the SPFL. So what happens is the junior teams now, well, if we win more leagues and you've got suitable ground, you go into the Lowland League and that would then give you the opportunity to join the, the the professional ranks at a later time if you win the Lowland League. So, for example, um, you've got a tune the size of Cowan, which is equivalent to maybe Dumbarton or something like that. Aye. It gives us the opportunity to go and do what Dumbarton have done. There's there's teams that have been protected and ring-fenced and, and, and it's no fair to single anybody out, but I've got a couple of boys that come from St. and Ra's average crowd is similar to your average crowd. Their town's probably smaller, but they've got no, they've not really had any chance, or the odds against them dropping out the league have been their favour for a number of years. So what we're looking at now is there's some ambitious teams within the juniors and big supported teams. You look at Pollock, Clyde Bank, and the Glad. Oh, they still well supported. Aye, Irvin Meadow ourselves. Well, no, don't mention the Meadow Meadow. Aye, we don't don't mention them, but. <laughs> As you know, as you know, there, there, there's teams that are well supported in and around the west coast of Scotland. They've not had an opportunity to go anywhere and progress. So this gives us an opportunity to progress and try and move on. And um, again, I like Oakenleck. Oakenleck have been a, a phenomenal team, a winning machine at their level for a number of years. But they're a big fish in a small pond. Now they're moving into a bigger pond, and it remains to be seen whether they will become that big fish, or can the other teams, you know, grow and use their uh, their obvious population size difference to, to their benefit. So there's a lot of things changing, but I, uh, the mad world of junior football never surprises you. There you go. Well, Chris, honestly, I ho- hopefully the full of Kawarians listen to this, listen to hear your voice. Were you, were you knowing Clyde last night, Tom? Aye, I did a wee bit in Clyde last night talking. Um, Aye, well, you've, you've, uh, you've come up in the game of Fitba Daft or whatever, a big game. I've been up in the world. <laughs> I've been up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, it's funny you're saying like, all these things. The publicity that this has drawn has probably given the boys in my team probably at least their wee spotlight because they did really well over the course of the season and their football accolades have probably been kind of taken away from them. So hopefully by talking them up and we kick on again next year and, and we go and kind of use this as a motivational tool to kick right on. But um, just before you go, you get Jerry Polini's phone number. <laughs> oh, Jerry. I've got, yeah, I have got Jerry's phone number. Jerry's still, 
Jerry still phones me up and says, I've got a player running about here. We've got four or five teams. Jerry's, Jerry's my governed scout. He is he? Is he really? Right, well, you see how much you come off the phone, Chris? Text him, tell him that the Grado's after him and I want him on my podcast, right? Oh, by the way, he's a man for you. He would absolutely eat you up. He's some boy, Jerry. I bet you, he's a, he's a big Celtic fan, aren't he? Aye, Jerry. Oh, yeah, Mega. He's, he's a heavy Celtic man. Is he? Aye, 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 aye. He's an Italian in Glasgow, of course. He's, of course, aye, he's a fucking Celtic fan. He's a go, Jerry, Jerry, he's a go. I'm getting Polini number five in the back of this jersey. I know the only thing Italian about Jerry is he eats pasta. <laughs> 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 right, Chris, thanks very much, mate, for coming on and clearing that up for us. You've Cheers, done well, mate. mate. Thank Love you. Thanks very much, pal. We are, we are the buffs. We are, we are, we are the buffs. That was nice of Chris coming on, eh? Very Aye. good, informative for junior fans. Good wee insight into the old junior game there. I know. Yeah, I'm not familiar with junior football. I know you know. I'm not really. The only team I'm kind of interested in now, because I work with you all the times, the buffs. Aye, I, I know, because really. I talk about them, aye, that's the problem about that. But, um, aye, it was good, good to Chris come on, especially because of the situation that he's in now, obviously, under a bit of pressure, or not under aye, a bit of pressure, but, you know, you know he's what? getting... He didn't seem very pissed off, did he? No, no, that's... Aye. What he said's true, it's going to put a lot of... It's going to put... The buffs and the buffs and junior football as a whole, and a good wee bit of spotlight for a change now. Do you know that's what I mean? True. That's true, actually. When you put it like that, so, definitely. Remember, on the show today, we've got the Legends Lottery, where it was down to me to get somebody on. The jig boys think of that? It was locked down. Everybody's in their house. Uh, I hope so. That's not great. Though it's locked down. Everybody's in their house. He had Junior Mendez on the phone and couldn't get him on the show. <laughs> He'd so a lot on that week with the wrestling, didn't he? I know. I bet he's choking to go on or not. <laughs> and also on the show, we have a bit of a legend, the old Frank McAvenny. That'll be a good week to chat with him later on. A Celtic boy for yourself, Chris? Aye, that's why I'm wearing this jersey again this week. This is the jersey that he was wearing when he had his most famous season at Parkhead. So. You better not hope. You better not hope we've no wound you up and uh, brought in watching today. Uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> and remember, if you have any random football f- banter for us, please get on the Twitter at Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and just search for Football Daft on Facebook. Football Daft with G4 claims been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on 01698. 767172. Right, if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with complete accident management support you require. They'll recover the cost from the at-fault party, sort out a light-for-light replacement. They'll also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you. Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they'll recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fat check for it, and best of all, it won't cost you a penny as you charge the app for insurance direct. G4 claims don't cold call, they don't buy data, and once they've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think they can help. So if you've been in a road traffic accident or know someone that has, got onto G4 claims on 01698-767172. That's 01698-767172. Those favourite aircraft 172. <laughs> Get them at notatfaultclaim.com and find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. 
G4 claims, not at fault, claims made easy. Football dafts. Big question. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, this evening, whenever you listen to this podcast. I've obviously started a radio station this week, so I'm going to get used to this. Uh, good morning, how are we doing? And the big question this week is, uh, we were asking people to pick their all-time world 11 easy, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, if it's that easy, use the rules which were set out by Jamie Carragher. That's Jamie Carragher, the, the, what do you call it, the traitor that was brought up an Everton fan and then he became a Liverpool fan. That's when I had to shut his autobiography. I thought, no, I'm not having this. The player had to have laid out in your lifetime. The number two players can come for the same country and the number two players can come for the same team. No two players, Grado. No, 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 <laughs> number two players how have you managed to get number facing no fuck those <laughs> you, you alright big man I, I'm just I, I'm just I just front it you know <laughs> you started so, so confident so basically I haven't had the time to come up with players this week <laughs> <laughs> I would probably end up. I probably may end up mentioning the, the, the fake football names for the international superstar stalker. Remember that the sixty four with the fake names and all well, that. The sixty four map is brilliant. It's Greece against Argentina. Argentina are on the attack. Greece <laughs> have the defence. Greece. Putatista. <laughs> this this was an absolute boy. This one. This was this was hard one. Told did you get a team together? I did get a team together, right, so what we need to, to say for the people at home, or whoever's listening just now, is that you can't have any two players from the same country, and you cannot have had any two players that have ever played for the same, the same club team. Aye, so even even if it was, just say for talking sake, right, uh, Roy Aitken and Shunsuke Nakamura, you can't have them because they've both played for Celtic at Aye. one point in their career. Did you not know forget that? Did you not know forget that? Oh, I've had a journey, man, honestly. It took me forever. Two, you two Celtic players in the same team, didn't you? And Virgil van Dijk and Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> I went that far to get Nakamura into this team because <laughs> 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 I remember last time. I've ended up with... Uh, do you want me to read my team out? Nah. Go for it. Right, John, oh. you can... You can you can uh, have a go at this if you want, right? So in goals, we went for Onana. What's his name? Onana. 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 Brian Co. Stefan De Vries. Is that not what you're doing? A fucking swinger, Brian Co. <laughs> uh, Willie Miller. Right. Paolo Maldini. Shunsuke Nakamura. Paul Scholes. Gareth Bale, Lionel Messi, Robert Lewandowski, and Didier Drogba. I, I checked that over, Chris. That is completely legitimate. Well done, yeah. mate. Well done. Spot on. There's, there's no doubles up there. I've got two teams, right? I've done it twice because I wasn't happy with one of them. Remember the nut job keeper, Rene Higueta, or whatever you call him? Aye, Aye. He's my goalie, right? I've got Danny McGrain left back. Oh, <laughs> Left back? Aye. Run that up, you! Aye, the greatest right back to ever put on a fucking pair of bits. I'm putting left backs. I've got Wally Sagnall right back, right? Put Vincent Wally Sagnall at left back. Right, well, that's my two full-backs, right? right Vincent, okay. Com- Vincent Company and Matthias Sammer. Two centre-halves, right? Right. Dunga. Right. Holding midfielder. 
Gaza and Boban just in front of him. Boban, yeah. Up front, CR7. Uh-huh. Drogba and uh-huh. Messi. And Messi. Right, let's like over this. I'm going to have a bash at this one she's done, by the way. Mate, it'll take you about fucking four weeks. No, no. My only question was, did Samar... What team did Zammer play for when he was in Italy? That's my only question with that one. So I'm sure he played Italian football. He was it no Inter Milan? It was Inter Milan. I thought it was Milan, so I was going to tell you up on that one. But no, I'm sure it was Inter. I think you managed it, Stephen. Well done, sir. I'll be mine then, right? <laughs> you did it now? Right, I'll make it up. Mate, mate, the fucking podcast will bone for about eight hours if you're trying to do it now. Right, hold on, right. Right, just do it. Let's, let's do it. Cradle works that out. But no. Let's do some of the listener suggestions. No, 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 no. Let me go well, first. So I'm going to hit. All right, okay. Right, um, right. No, Bartes, the guy that smoked fags that played with Juventus and Parma, goalie. Before. Before. Right, so that immediately that eliminates any PSG, Juve, Parma, or Ital- Italian players. Right. Aye. Puyo, Bob. Puyo, Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore was in your lifetime. Right, I fucked it. Forget it. Move on. <laughs> right, so, good good effort, Gredo. Looking at... Scott Killen said Schmeichel, Ivanovic, Carlos Marchena, Maldini, Philip Lamb, Zidane, Gerard, and he put in brackets reluctantly, Paul McStay, Bebeto, Messi, and Bergkamp. Stephen Ross says All Black... Lamb, Terry, Company, Maldini, Mbappe, Manny, Iniesta, Cristiano Ronaldo, Gabriel, Batty Goal, and McCoy. We've got Hunter here. Is that all right, John? But has he done well there? Is he one? Aye, aye, he's fine. Right. He's fine. Right. We've got Hunter here. I wonder if this is uh... who the fuck calls himself Hunter in Scotland. Right. Uh, we've got Oliver Khan, Maldini, Ramos. Company, Nedved, Gerard, Barry Ferguson, Giggs, Messi, Bearcamp, and Jogba. That's the best one yet. That's a good team. Aye, that is the best one yet. That is the best one yet. Gerard and Barry Ferguson. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would like um, Chris to read the next one's name. Right, Billy Brotherston. His side is All Black Lamb, Ramos, Company, Maldini, Platini, Gerard, Zico, Cooper, Messi. And Bergkamp. That's a good team as well. I'm waiting to catch out folk. I know. It's actually leaving so many silences because I keep looking at these teams going like that. We need to talk. David86 says, well, it's his team. Gorham, Ivanovic, Company, Godin, Maldini, Modric, Gerard, Nedved, Messi, Lewandowski and Mbappe. It's a good team. I think they're all no bad teams. I, th- I, th- I think the goal in it is just if you're trying it and if you go away and try it because it will do your nut in for a couple of hours. But it's looking for those players that have been kind of one man teams like Salam and Maldini and all that sort of Aye. stuff. Aye. Aye. Wait a minute. Look, look at this last team. This guy's put Ronaldinho in. Ronaldinho played for near enough every fucking team in Europe. <laughs> so I'm quite impressed that he's managed to build a team around that. Did Ronaldinho not play for AC Milan? He did. He's getting Maldini's in that team. And, and Ronaldinho Aye. in that team. Ah, yes. Yes. Donald. 
Alistair Waddle, you fucked it, mate. Alistair Waddle, up the road. Up the road, mate, up the road. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Right, so every week on Football Daft we've got the Legends Lottery where myself, Grado and Chris Toll need to track down those cult heroes from clubs. Toll, I think, you're in the lead, didn't you, mate? I'm in the lead. I'm in the lead. I'm winning. Winning. Well, saying that, John, producer John, you got something on last week. I did, so I'm back in the, I'm back in here now. I've got a point on the board, which is more than Grado's got. I've got a point, Hannah. Ah, you've yes. got you've got a point for Evil Dead Demon. Grado, so what you got? I can't concentrate through these Chelsea shots. Come, because Mars is fucking ringing. Aye, that old chestnut. Mars is ringing. Because you've all got a legend on. That famous excuse for not getting a legend on. Ringing up. <laughs> so this week, boys, I have got somebody. Yes. Hey. man. Right, finally. Right, I've got somebody. I'm waiting on somebody else as well, so I might have two in the line. I might have somebody next week as well. Maybe. Right, maybe. I'm going to get somebody in, because that would put you in the lead. Well, listen, lads, I don't want any arguments, so there is going to be a change in the rules after today, after we've met right. Stephen's guest. So we'll reveal that at the end, because I think right. it's getting a bit too easy. So we're going right. to change the rules, OK? So who have you got, Stephen? Right, so this week... It's getting a bit too easy. We've only <laughs> fucking four people on. <laughs> So this week I've got ex-Norwich City, Scarborough, Clyde and Partick Thistle player, Jamie Mitchell, right? So he's going to come on and talk about his career. How you doing, my man? You okay? Aye, good, mate. How are you? Not bad. I'm sorry one of the first things you've seen there was Grado standing in his drawers, man. Aye, sorry, mate. I'm waiting in my Chelsea uh, shorts drying when my ass is sweating like hell. I'll see it again. Uh, if you want. There <laughs> <laughs> go, again. Fucking exclusive. Hey, I could get that. I should expose your sound on there. Delete, 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 delete. You, Jack, better, Jack. you better, you better hope people don't think I'm a child and you've done it to a win. Hi. So I'm sorry you had to see that, Jamie. Thanks for joining us. Alright, mate. It's alright, mate. Pleasure. Uh, so how's all lockdown keeping you, mate? Tough going, mate. To be honest with you, uh, stuck in a house with a two-year-old and. Messi's working for home as well, so it's no easy, but... I feel your pain, brother. I uh, hard gone, mate. Hard gone, but... We, the the well, wee-ins going through meltdowns and as well, like proper demon stuff, so... Aye. You know, I'm, I'm close, to, close to volleying to be fair, but... <laughs> <laughs> so you started where at Norwich? Started at Norwich, mate, aye. As, uh, I moved in there as a 12-year-old. Um, kind of seven-year contract they offered me at that, at that time. Uh, <clears throat> 1990. So I moved down there. I had my school years down there. Went on the S form in Norwich, YTS, then turned professional. Uh, and then coincidentally got released when I was 19 because I was too small. <laughs> so I feel your pain there as well, mate. Uh, I was. I know. I'm quite big in this room actually, but there, there was five. I was. I was five feet eight. Um, but I was. I was only about. Maybe nine and a half, ten stone at that time. I hadn't bulked up, as you know, we were talking about a minute ago. I still know, but, uh, but you know, the, Norwich went through a few uh, financial troubles in 1995-96. I don't know if you know much about it, but it was like Robert Chase at that time, and they were losing fortunes. So they'd sure bought, they bought they'd bought my mum and dad a house uh, when I moved in when I was twelve. Um, I saw it. They bought them a house. It was. <clears throat> 
That's the Gaza, how he signed for Spurs, isn't it? It's, it's similar, mate, aye. It was similar. So that's, <laughs> that, that, that's did, why did, I Did any of your family get a sunbed? <laughs> they got a sunbed, they got my dad a job, everything. So it was a 250 grand house, to be fair. Uh, I'd, I'd lived in Fernhill, I don't know if you know that, in uh, Fernhill and Rutherglen up until I was 12. So going for Fernhill to yeah, a quarter million pound house. That's my Chelsea order. shot, sorry, Jamie. It's all right, mate. It's a good story as well. You're killing it. <laughs> Now wait one, two minutes. There we go. I don't. That's it. Sorry, mate. For cutting. Sorry, mate. Sorry. There we go. He's sorted now. Sorted. Quarter million. Uh, so quarter million house they bought you, mate. Quarter million house, mate. Um, so hell. so when they went through there, when they were they were struggling, I was too skinny. They couldn't afford to keep me on in terms of waiting for me to bulk up, and they needed to sell my mum and dad's house, which is their house ultimately, the, no the clubs. Way. So it was worth maybe in, in 1996, maybe three, four hundred grand. So they wow. needed that money back, obviously, and then just release me. They get parked out the house. And I was like, kind of, you know, one of them. You weren't expecting it, but Jesus that was me. On, How on did your father react to that? You know what I mean? That's. I know. It was because we weren't expecting It's different if I was, you know, if I was shite and I wasn't getting anywhere near the first team squad. Aye. But, you know, I knew I was on my way out, but. It was the opposite. I'd been doing well and all the players were saying to me, oh, you're going in to get your, your next three, four-year deal. And it was Gary Megson that sat me down and just said, look, Jamie, you're, we can't afford to wait till you bulk up and uh, we're going to have to make your, your mum and dad homeless as well. That was, wow. as br- as brutal, crazy, brutal, man. As brutal as that. So, Who was on what first team players? What, any big names at Norwich for you there when Sutton was there then? Sutton, aye. So it was when they were in the Premier League and then, aye, Real Fox, Chris Sutton, Darren Eady, Danny Mills, Craig Bellamy. Mills, Bellamy. So Mills was in my year group at school, so I grew up with him. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy Goss, was he? Jeremy Goss cleaned his boots for that famous goal in 1993 what against player. Bayern Munich. Uh, he was a player. What a player, man. Loved a strike. So he, um, that season particularly scored a few crackers, if, if I think back. But uh, he was there and Brian Gunn was the goalie. So they had a lot of good a lot of good players at that time. What was um, Big Sutton like? Any memories of Big Sutton? Uh, can I be truthful? He's crabbit. He's crabbit, as you know. So big son. So I, play, I ended up playing against him years later when I was at Thistle and he was at Celtic. So he, he, he kindly remembered me at that point. Uh, but I used to clean his boots. So uh, he's not really changed much in 30 years, to be honest with you. He's exactly the same as he was then. Uh, I remember one time he told me, I was his boot boy. I went into the dressing room. Jamie, come here. Or he used to call me wee man, come here. Here's my bank cards. Going down and check how many zeros are on my account. I.e., he's got you know thousands and thousands of pounds in his account. I was on twenty nine pound fifty as a YTS, uh, and it was like Jamie, go on, go on you go, wee man. And and I had to take three hundred pound every. I was gone. I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. I know he ended up bankrupt, so he might have noticed it years later. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> so after Norwich, mate, where was it after Norwich? So Norwich, after that, uh, after that incident of getting released, the, the Norwich assistant manager at the time was a guy called Mick Wadsworth. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He ended up at Gretna years Gretna later. Gretna manager, wasn't he? Aye, uh, he ended up Gretna years later. So he got offered the job at Scarborough, who were in League Two at the time. They were they hired him as the manager. He he offered me a deal to go with him. I could have, I could have come back up north to Motherwell at that time. Brian Gunn was really friendly with Alex McLeish, and I come up to speak to Big Ek, and uh, but I decided to go to Scarborough. I decided to stay in England at that point. 
And uh, so I moved there, two-year contract, played league football. It was brilliant. I had two years of, of mayhem, to be honest with you. I was set free, had my own flat. So it was just two years of chaos, to be honest. But uh, I can't really tell half the stories. But aye, aye, brilliant. I want to change it. So they gave me my debut in league football. I played nearly 90, 100 games for them. And uh, I had you know a lot of good memories there. I got invited back for a Legends game last year, which was good. And I played in that. Uh, Dean Windass was playing in these guys, so it was Probably. good. There was, there was about maybe eight or nine thousand people there because they ended up, unlike Rangers, getting liquidated, uh, and and come back as Scarborough Athletic. So they get liquidated in two thousand and seven when they get relegated into the conference, owing two or three million pounds. So you're a Rangers man. I used to go and watch <laughs> Rangers as a boy with my dad. He used to take me home and away. Soon as era, even before that, 83, 84, Jock Wallace used to go home and away everywhere. Uh, up until did you know that chance to go to Rangers, but didn't you? Was it, did you know decide, was it Rangers in Norwich at the time when you went to Norwich? Aye, so I'd, uh, I was playing for Rangers Boys Club. Char- Charlie Miller um, was in the year above me, so no Charlie. Oh. Bar- Barry Wait, you, what year would that have been, Jamie? So that was... 88, 89, 90, that era. Um, did, you, did you bump into Gordon Ramsay, no? <laughs> no, I never, no, I never seen Gordon. No. Delia Smith at Norwich, but no, no Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Come on, get behind them, get behind them, as she said. Let's be That's it. Delia was better than Gordon. But, uh, so, what was I saying? Uh, I, Charlie Miller was a year above me, Ferguson Barry was a year below me. And then, so I played for Rangers Boys Club. Rangers wanted to sign me. They offered me a sign on fee. And I, I kind of deal up until I was 18. So you're kind of schoolboy YTS. Tottenham offered me the same deal as Norwich. They offered me a hefty signing on fee. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't buy the house. So I had to move down to London when I was 16 and stay with a landlady. So I decided to, to move to Norwich. Uh, well, my mum and dad, to be honest with you, decided for me to move to Norwich and thought it was the best avenue for kind of making it in first-team football. And, you know, <laughs> it had nothing rather, to do with the fact that they were getting bought a house, eh? <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. I say that to them all the time. They, you know, they, they still deny it to this day, but I know. Ended up, so after Scarborough, I was on the... After two years of mayhem, my, my career was a, a downward spiral, to be honest with you. I had too much of a good time in Scarborough. It was my own fault. But, um, so I got released. Night of the... the Again, lost money. We, we got into the playoffs. We nearly get promoted to League One. We got into the playoffs. One game away from Wembley. So they put a lot of money into that. Uh, we had a right good team. I don't know if you remember Gary Bennett. He used to play for Sunderland. Andy Ritchie, striker. You know, Andy really Ritchie good. Andy striker, man. Uh, really good players. So they, they were spending a lot of money. We never get promoted. Uh, so I get released because they were offering me half half the money and all that. And I said no. So they just said, I tried to... Tried to negotiate, they just said beat it, so I get, I get released. <laughs> called your bluff. I call my bluff, see you later. So uh, my mum my wrote to a lot of clubs just saying about my history and, I, you know, the you know, kind of wonder kid and all that shit. And uh, Clyde come back, Ronnie McDonald was one of the very few, and he said, we'll, we're in Scottish second division, we'll give you a deal if you want to come back up and try your luck. So my mum and dad were still living in England at that time, so I, I moved back up. Um, Myself, year 2000, 99, sorry, 2000, signed for Clyde, and then kind of got my confidence back and done quite well there. So, you know, we won, the, won the league, etc. And uh, I nearly get promoted to the Prem, um, 
you know, again, right good team. And I'd left to go to Thistle by that point. Death threats a lot, but... Aye. Uh, I get death threats. Yeah, well, I mean, really the man. That's worse than Mo Johnson, but, you know, I, 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 had to, I had to do it, so... What was the dressing room like? Yeah, was it a good good, good bunch of boys at Thistle now? Mental. Aye. Absolutely mental. So we had Martin Hardy, uh, I don't know if you know, you know Big Mad Mental, he was... He was some boy, uh, great guy. Alan Archie was there. Scott Patterson, Jamie Alan Archibald was there. Uh, Alan Archibald, I, Jamie Dolan, Stephen Cragen, Craig's was there. I was uh, uh, David Rouse and Jerry Britton was mental. You know, great guy, hilarious. Alex Burns up front. So with the nucleus of a good start in eleven, that three five two that we played, Aye. Uh, a really good start in eleven, and I think we finished like joint seventh. Uh, in the Prem at that, my first season, so that was 2002-2003. That was the year Rangers won the league by one goal, you know, the Defemlin. Uh, Aye, that's right. Do you remember really that, Chris? No, I don't remember that one. Aye, it was on the tail of week. Aye, it was on the tail of week, mate. You can get it in catch-up. Jamie, how hard was it? Like, obviously, you'd been like Clyde, Fissel, good dressing room at Fissel, and your career just got cut short, though, didn't it? Aye, so... I doing doing well again. I got to maybe twenty seven, twenty eight. You know, I still I still stayed with Thistle. I could have left, but I stayed with them. Signed another new contract. I, I just loved it there. I was I loved the fans. Great club, great everything. So I thought I'll just stay. I was never going to make millions new anyway. So I thought I'll just carry on with them. So I signed another deal, and then I started to get a kind of niggly pain in my groin when I was training and and playing. I was playing through it. So I got to, you know another further on. I, uh, I went for an x-ray, just a random, you know, bog standard x-ray. Never heard anything from it. Um, carried on with this, you know, this pain, but I just kept playing through it. And then I get called into the, the manager's office uh, before I, we were playing Fulham in a pre-season game. This was 2004, 2005, but then. Um, so Jerry gives me the shout. Jerry, oh, he called me Mitch, because that was my Mitch. What? Coincidentally, that was my nickname. Mitch, come into the, uh, let me have a word with you. So I'm thinking, what have I done? Had I been out the night? You know, I was trying to think of all the possible scenarios. <laughs> Went into the manager's office and I walked in. The chairman was there, chief exec, physio, doctor, Jerry, Derek White, a couple of other directors. So I walked in, I'm like, the fuck's going on here? And he said, sit down. So I sat down and then the, it was actually the club doctor that said to me, Jamie, we've had your x-ray results back. I just need to be totally honest with you. You're going to have to retire from professional straight away, professional football straight away, um, or else you'll be in a wheelchair within, you know, three or four years if you carry on at this rate. Wow. Um, you've got a degenerative right hip, you know, an injury in your right hip. Your, your hip is fucked, basically. Um, a bit like Andy Murray, but it was worse, the actual ball and socket joint. The cartilage had worn away, and that's where the pain in my groin was coming from. Um was deferred pain, as they called it, from my hip into my groin. So every time I was running or kicking, it was the ball and socket joint. That's crazy. Were you, were you taking it at the time for the pain to massive pain? I was just taking normal ibuprofen, you know, just a couple of hundred milligrams of that to try and take to try and get through it. Aye. But we didn't know what it was. So, you know, they gave me that news. Due to play against Fulham, obviously I never played. I come out in tears, to be you know, brutally honest. I come out in tears. Yeah, well, my mum and dad were in the, the stand. They said, what's wrong with me? I said, I've just been told I need to retire. I was 27. And uh, they're like, what? 
we moved to Norwich for like no, that. <laughs> 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 uh, and I said, I have, you know, I've got this hip injury. So I went back in the Monday, said another option for you is you don't train, um, you know, you, you can play a bit like Paul, Paul McGrath used to do. I used to play for Aston Villa. I remember his knees were goose, so he used to just play on a Saturday. Aye. So I, I had I had two years left on my contract at that time. So at that age, I just thought, I want to keep playing. I still think I can do a job. And I tried to keep it secret from, from people in clubs. And obviously, as a professional, you don't want to show any signs of weakness or any ailments at all because you'll just get you know annihilated. A few of my teammates knew, obviously, because it came out naturally. And a good clue was I wasn't training, so I'd come out. I'd come in in the morning, do a few exercises. I'd go swimming, and it was just non-weight bearing exercise that I would do. And I would play on a Saturday, but you know, as the season went on, uh, that was in the first. We'd been relegated from the Prem in the first division at that time, and uh, as the season went on, I could feel myself losing, you know, a yard or two. And my game was all about sharpness and. and speed and second balls and box box and scoring goals etc from midfield and I could feel myself not being able to do half the stuff that I was trying to do and I could hear a few moans and groans from the crowd and I was dying inside to say I'm playing through this pain barrier here you know but aye, you I, don't I, know the real reason aye and I, I couldn't because then it would have come out I aye thought, you can feel you're not doing yourself justice because you know aye. what you can do but you just can't so I was getting obviously fans could see it players could see it and I thought to myself, why, why am I doing this? I'm nearly 29 and I'm, I'm going to be in a wheelchair by the time I thought if I don't stop. And uh, I, so I, it was just one morning, I'd done training and I just, I just went into the physio office. I said, George, Hannah, his name. I said, George, that's me finished. I, I can't do it anymore. That's a sin, man. That's, that's and, a heartbreaking uh, story, man. I know, I don't want to be. I don't want no, to no, 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 but it's a good story, but it's good. It's a good, like, it's not a good story. But no, you, I don't I mean that. It's uh, a good story for you to share, and it you, and it just shows you, you know, sometimes when 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 fans are on players' back, they don't know the background, they don't know what's happening in people's personal lives, they don't know the real story, anything. and you have people uh, stands fucking yeah. growling and stuff like that. It must be really uh, frustrating. Uh, Who are you in accounting or something now? You know, <laughs> no, no, You're something uh, like that. I work, I work in, I work in finance. So basically, when I retired, I took, a, I didn't know what to do. I'd only, as you know from my story, I'd only been football since I was twelve. I left school at 16. I didn't bother with my GCSEs when I probably should have done. My results were terrible when I think back because I didn't try a leg because I knew I was constrained to football, which is wrong. Aye. So, but it was one of them. And then I'm working for a great company now. Uh, I don't know if we can mention their name, but... Aye. You know, Aye. Aye. So, so Channel Finance and uh, we, we do commercial funding, mortgages and mortgage protection. Oh, uh, I'm a mortgage, mate. There you go, mate. I'll sort you out. Good deal. I'm self-employed <laughs> as well, so you need no to problem. Me on here, mate. Telling no you, it's hard gone, man. I've, all these experiences I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> all these experiences I've learned over the years, mate. I'll, I'll sort you out. Right. Okay. Uh, so, I, so it's owned by a guy, Michael Savage, used to be Albion Rovers chairman. So he was involved in yep, football. I know Michael. Aye. Aye. All right, cool. And uh, he's a great guy. And Bobby Gracie is a chief exec. So Bobby was at Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a football connection there. So I, I went for an interview with him. I had met. I knew Bobby. Sorry, I knew Bobby from years ago. But I, you know, I didn't know him that well. It was just he used to be the tie up in the boardroom when I was getting my man of the match awards and player of the year awards. He used to, he used to uh, award them to me. But you know, I went for <laughs> I, I went for an interview with him, and um, 
they offered me the job and it was great. And we just started talking about football, my career. And then they talked about what they'd done. And then uh, maybe a pathway for, for players, ex-players, part-time players that we think with me heading up because of my history and the story uh, I just told you, um, that might help people. So rather than me uh, you know, taking somebody 10 years to get into a, a fairly average position, which I'm in now, with good hopes for the future, no taking the 10 year, they've got a pathway straight away to get their qualifications. Right, there's options there when the year's finished, there's options there. Yeah, because at Brilliant. the moment, That's even, yeah, even bring them in when they're still playing because they'll have a, a large fan base, you know, and they'll have a lot of contacts there that they can still tap into while they're still kind of relevant at that time. So with their Instagrams and their, their Facebooks, etc., so they could get their qualifications and play on a Saturday, and then they've got something when they retire, and we would help them with, you know. So that's the idea behind it. That's Maybe. a great idea. Now, now, we know how to, now we know how to get in contact with them when we're needing somebody for the Legends Lottery and all. Because you've got <laughs> you've got all these retired footballers and your in your phone book. <laughs> I have I have, I've got plenty, so I'll get a few for Jamie, you. Jamie, honestly, mate, it's been an absolute blinding story, man. Honestly, it has been one of the best. best. Really has, really has been me. so insightful, honestly. I swear to God, it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's been it's great the best legend you've got story we've had, mate. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks, thanks for sharing yeah. all that stuff for you, honestly. Love it, it's mate. It's been brilliant. Love it. Thank you very much. Right, Take see care, Jamie. Speak to you, mate. Bye-bye. 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 Right, troops, there we go. I delivered this week, finally. Legends Lottery. Well done, me man. Well, it, was well, it, was well, good, it was a good one, wasn't it? That was the best <laughs> Legends Lottery. They don't want to you next, mate. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm still going with Joe Tortellano for the best one. <laughs> <laughs> he was good. Who, I, who, who is my guy for next week? John, there are new rules. There are new rules for this, boys, because uh, obviously we're in the time of lockdown and beforehand we were drawing names out in Etsk ended up that we're just getting people on. So here are the new rules, right? The rules are that you can get on any cult footballer from any club ever, right? Right. But the point system's going to be different, okay? The listeners are going to decide how good the guest is. Right. Once we've got them you, on... You can't do that, man, because if the listeners say the guest's shite, then the guest's well, going to be like... Ah, ah. That's the rules. So basically... Right, the, I've got it. The listener comes on and then out of five, the listeners will rate how good the guest was and then those points will be awarded on the next show. Great. Is that all? That's better. Oh, wait a minute. All the Rangers supporters are going to say that my guest is right. No, but all the Celtic supporters are going to say that the two boys... Who says the cult heroes need... No. Hey. No, does have to be Rangers and Celtic. We've had just Jamie Mitchell on there who's been quite Partick Thistle. We had Ross Hamilton from Steny and Alwa last week. No, that's not the point I'm making. What I'm saying is the Celtic supporters are going to side with me and the Rangers supporters are going to side with me. Yeah, right. it's a fucking right. game on a podcast. You're not losing money, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Show me a fucking right. idiot again. I'll take the job clean off you, you fucking dick. All right? Hey, Grado, it's only you next week, big chat. <laughs> Grado, you're up first. <laughs> well, Unless you're getting battered off too. <laughs> He's sitting there raging there, I can tell. Look at his car. There's the veins. It's so the funny, man. It's so funny. It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser for your chance to win a case of beer. All that you need to do is answer the question we've put to you. Last week, we asked you to guess the footballer from this clue. I scored 18 goals at Highbury. 
and I've got a Premiership winner's medal, and I'm still playing in the Premiership. Who am I? It was a bit of a trick question, as the answer is... Jamie Vardy. It's Fleetwood Stadium's <laughs> also called Highbury. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> and the winner is... Josh Henry. Well done, Josh, big man. You could be me, but I'm calling you big this week. Uh, so, this week, it's no tricks here. It's just simply named three out of the six Brazilians that have played in Scotland. Now, there's one you can I, I, either I, I, by I, I, comment on the link in the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your score to football, at Football Daft Pod. It's not a score, but it's an answer. You know what I mean? Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. And you can get free beer for Beer 52 as well. It's a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source from all over the world, from all the greatest small batch bash breweries, all the small batch breweries around the world. They get cases every month. Previous themes have included Germany ones, South African ones, Korean, New Zealand, and many more. All you need today is go to beer52.com forward slash daft, and we can sort you out with free beers if you just cover the full 95 postage. You normally get eight, but as you're a football daft listener, we will give you two extra free beers. That's a total of 10 free beers to keep you going through this lockdown. So just go to beer52.com forward slash daft. That's the world's beer in a case. And the numbers 5and2.com. So remember that, beer52.com, beer52.com forward slash staff to get your first case of 10 beers for absolutely zilch. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Let's welcome to the show a former St Mirren Celtic and West Ham star. Not even a star, he's a legend. In his career, he scored over 140 goals. He got himself five cats for Scotland. And not only is he a top guy, he's also a top shagger. <laughs> <laughs> Wars the birds. It's Frank, Mas- Ma- Frank McAvery. You must be pissed off listening to that. Nah, it's all right. I don't mind, you know me. Made, made we Johnny a fortune, but never mind. I do, do you know what you you said something once, and I take I take it off you, right? Because see when people say to me it's yourself, I got something off you, right? Because somebody went like to you, "Where's the birds?" You went, "I've not heard that in five minutes." So see, <laughs> MDC says, says it's yourself. I go, "I've not heard that in five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> I know, everyone thinks they're the only one that says it to you. you know, you're like, oh, <laughs> and really they, they, I know. Uh, it's like fucking Victor Meldrew and Father Ted when he says a book. <laughs> Father Ted says a book. Uh, I don't him. believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> you know I mean? How's lockdown keeping keeping you, big man? Good. I'm keeping all right apart for this this meltdown. I don't, don't call it a lockdown. It's a meltdown, isn't it? <laughs> fucking it's, right. It's horrible. Climbing the walls, mate, isn't it? Oh, it's like Groundhog Day. I just take a dog out and get a good walk. Once, once, I hope. So let's start about your, your Korean fab. How did you? I mean, you must be pissed off answering half these questions, but you do every weekend. I mean, you, you're every weekend still doing the talks. You're the number oh, one guy. Yeah, I've yeah. saw you about a million times doing your talks and addressing the fucking Inverness, mm. the full, all the place. You're, you're kept dead busy. But um, how did you get starting football? Well, I was, uh, t- I did my, my top, but it was, it was very lucky. Grade. I was, you know, I was, everyone, I was, I was a Celtic supporter for a wee boy. My dad used to take me. You know, home and away and all that. I loved it. I loved going, getting lifted over the turnstiles and all that. So I was a proper supporter. And then um, the Celtic game cancelled, walking through the town unemployed. And some of my mates were there and asked me to go and play football. And <laughs> the big guy that I was playing against, uh, 
there was five scouts watching him. So, <laughs> I bollocks his life up, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Frank McAvenny, for coming on the show. You've been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. You've done great. Now, listen. Hey, Sammy, thanks for having me on, lads. <laughs> I love that top, me man. That's a <laughs> top. That's my jersey. That's the only time they wore that. On the ones they wore that crack cross. The first I know. Time I, was, I was going to get my Cavani on the bike, but my shoulders aren't <laughs> wide enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just put Maka. Everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to you. You. I was at a sportsman's dinner. You were doing last year during Cup Red Bowling Club. Oh, Mind, uh, mind, you, you call, mind you call somebody a midget and then you turn around and apologise to me. <laughs> can't say that. That can't, can't say that word, that's your word. I probably didn't realise you were. I was sitting right next to you, you bastard. <laughs> I know, sorry, wee man. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tool, you must, you must want to have a hundred questions you want to ask, Mark. Um, There's a hero, come on. Mark, yeah. Yes. I don't know if I've if, if, if went over a fright, but what a career you've had, right? You've, you've been almost the top scorer in England the year that none of it was televised or anything like that. Mm. So, do you feel as if like, a, a big part of your kind of stardom gets stolen because you won me on the telly all the time? Nah. You he was. He was at David Beckham. You were part of Listen, I was, I, I was, uh, I was the only one. I used to go, I used to get any papers for the, on the front pages rather than the back pages. But it was, right. uh, cause I, I, I never let, I never let anything in my football life, you know. So I, I, you can't get, exactly shag a fucking supermodel on the pitch. Myself, <laughs> but I, know, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a good lesson of the good life, but it was it was one name. I went down, you know what? I went down to England because it was the best players. They were the best players at the time. They were down there. They were all down there. Liverpool were European champions. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to play football, that's where you want to go. You might try to sell against the best. It wasn't a bit of money. Aye. I just went down there because obviously Celtic never came in for me, <laughs> and, and, uh, and it was the best thing to do. I, I got a couple of offers, and I went ended up at West Ham, and it was. Uh, Listen, West Ham play football the way I wanted to play football. So, um, St. Mun were the same. They were they made a great team at St. Mun before I left. You know, Tony Fitzpatrick, Lex Richardson, and all that, and Billy Stark and McDougal. We had a great team, honestly, at St. Mun. So, I, I was educated for four or five seasons in the uh, in the way that football should be played. So, when I'm doing West Ham, it was you you like this great. My first day at West Ham training, and right. uh, you know how up here all the days run. For for three weeks or something like <laughs> You just don't get a ball. You just run. Everybody runs, run hills and all that kind of nonsense up and down. Didn't have the gear. They gave me a ball in the first morning of training. And I thought, you know, I thought it was, it was a wind-up. And he says, what's the matter? I said, in Scotland, you don't get a ball for at least two weeks. He says, no. He says, John Lyle, the manager, says, that's the tools of your trade. Right. Honest to God, incredible how it was. Because you, you lose your touch, don't you? Aye, so aye. so he just right. he said, "Don't worry, you're running this afternoon." I was like, all right, "Cheers!" So it was all right, but that was I loved it down there. I loved going out, but I never, as I say, I never let it. You know, I've heard all the stories, Grady. You you know what I'm saying? It's, I've heard all the stories about I've done everything, but I couldn't have done half the things I'm supposed to have done and played football the way I did. Well, 
That's what they say, you know, they say they say my hang about hang about Gaza, you know, aye, because aye. he's naive, you know what I'm saying, you're naive, big man, but do you know what I'm saying? Like the, the likes yeah. are you know, know what it means. he's no, he, <laughs> no in fact it was it's no naivety, I'm getting my words from, I know, I know. vulnerable vulnerability. That, that kind of thing. That Don't made you who not. you were. Do you know what I mean? And I, I remember watching a documentary about you one night. It must have been about three bells in the morning. One of the YouTube wormholes where you go for watching how Easter eggs are made to fucking how pencils are to be to how uh, Frank McAvenny was basically the first guy, first football player to become the guy that was in the front pages rather than the back pages. I, know, I, I go pals with all the boys. Then Peter Stringfellow was a good pal. I mean, he was great. He was great to me. <laughs> you know, but he, you know, Peter's. You learn a lot from people like you walk in and everyone says he's on the booze all the time. You used to walk about with a champagne glass and it was just right. full of water. Is that right? You no, know, and just walk about and you know, where where else could I have where else could I have went and got introduced to Jack Nicholson um Jude Law? Oh no way Johnny Depp. Jack Nicholson. Jack <laughs> Nicholson, man. You know, it was but it was brilliant, me man, it was great. It used, that team that you played in, Frank, is considered probably one of the greatest West Ham teams of all Aye. time. We should have you know, won. I mean, I know we finished third, but this is how close it was. On, this, on the last game of the season, if we had beat, we were away at West Brom, we had to beat West Brom. If, if Chelsea had drawn with Liverpool at Stamford Bridge, we'd have won the league on Monday. That's how close it was. Wow, man. And Kenny Douglas scored with two minutes to go or something. You're joking, <laughs> too. So, so, I wasn't too happy. So, we had to play Everton on Monday. Um, but I didn't want to play it, to be honest with you. You know, second or third didn't mean nothing to me. Aye. You know, so... You played you played up front with Tony Cotty, didn't you? Everyone were used to it. They were, they were there more times than us. Eh? <laughs> Tony Cotty, you and him were up front together, weren't you? Aye, so far as the last 10 minutes, we scored 50 odd goals. I mean, we all have played a couple of seasons, we scored like over 100 goals between us. So, we done we done well. By you mean? Tony, best finisher, best finisher ever. You know, when I went down there, it was... It was Tony, all Tony wanted to do was score goals. He didn't Aye. want to run. He didn't want to get involved. And then he build up. And uh, so when I went doing that, it all changed because I had to go up and, and that was when they had the meeting. And I'm saying, look, if I go and have it, you know, that's, see this thing that they're doing nowadays, you know, high press and all that stuff. We done that in the 80s. And I was a trigger, John says, I'm a trigger. When I go, everyone just goes, shuts people down so they can't make an easy pass. And that's how it went. It was, and we just went and, you know, you see Liverpool, Man City, and all that doing it now. We done it way back in the eighties. It was great. Mm. Going back to what you're saying there about uh, your your strike partnership with Tony Cotty. Yes. hundred goals in two seasons in aye. the English and the the top league in England. Two and a half. It was two and a half seasons. I somewhere. Frank, you see nowadays, man, you're looking at you're looking at yourself as a hundred million pound striker. We were, the, we were the last strikers to score twenty goals. Two strikers. They, they very seldom play two strikers now. I, I don't know why because. A couple of years ago, Leicester played four four two. Won the league. Nobody could handle it. Nobody could handle it. You know, you put two players, two strikers against the defenders nowadays. They're no use to it. They're just so indoctrinated by one striker because they all want to play football. When you have the two strikers can burn down in time, defenders don't like it. I don't care how good they are. That's how, that's how Leicester done it. You know, so it's brilliant to watch. We spoke about that before on here. I mean, the strike partnership seems to be a lost start. You don't, you don't ever hear a, a strike painting anymore, no, don't you? Not, you no, well, like, it, was it, was it was Douglas and Rush at Liverpool. I mean, what a partnership. It was me and Tony. Um, at, at Chelsea, it was David Speedy and, and Kerry Dixon. You know, it was, and it was Sharp and Lineker at Everton. So, it was, listen, it was brilliant the, the way it all went. But ah, they were need Joe Garner and Martin Malcolm, put it that way. <laughs> 
Maka, there's something the producers not seen about you maybe getting a chance to sign for Rangers at one point. Well, it's well known. I, 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 I didn't know that. I shared the room with Sunnis when he was going to the World Cup. And he was telling me that he told me before before he'd done it, that he was, he was taking, obviously they were in the process of buying Rangers. And, uh, and he told me that Fergie would drop him one of the games as well. well how good is that? He says he's going to drop me. I said, because Fergie at the time wanted the Rangers job. Because right. he wasn't at Man United at that time. Aye. Aye. So there was a problem. And, and the one game, <laughs> the one game, that he should have played soonest was against Uruguay. I mean, I can't understand why he never played them against Uruguay. The one game you would want soonest in your team. To play, aye. I mean, and it, what I played it was. I mean, soonest, listen, what I played. But he was saying to me, would you come, when I buy Rangers, would you come to Rangers? I said, no. I said, you know me, it's not about religion or not. I'm just no. a Celtic supporter. Aye, exactly. You know, my, family, up. My, my family was, I would, I would, I would hurt my family in Merlin. I'm, I'm big enough to take anything, but... You know, my, my dad used to take me and go with the priest and write the games. <laughs> Aye. Aye. You, you, seen, you, you, jump, you jump through the gates, it's, you know <laughs> what I mean? The fences and all that. that I, I mean, that, that's built into you. I know. You know I, I, just, I said to him, you know, no. And then he, he made an approach. He phoned John Lyle at West Ham. And, and I said to him, tell me he's a million pound because he told me he did money. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, tell me he gave him a million pound. And he, no, he never had it. So, But we do this, I mean, Mo signed. So that was all right. <laughs> Not in all seriousness, but see when you look at it, could you imagine the fucking life you would have had to have led? Uh, well, wouldn't have been bad for me, wee man, because the thing is, I hadn't been at Celtic uh, that day. Been at Celtic, yeah, right. I, I just didn't want. I mean, it wasn't none against Rangers, and I just didn't want to say anything because I was a Celtic support. You're a Celtic man. That's that. That's, that's, you know, that's I went to, when I went back down when I left Celtic, I back down to West Ham. The same time, I could went to Arsenal, and I couldn't do it because. My Sam fans took to me, and you know, and I thought they were brilliant. So I'm just loyal that way, and I couldn't do it. I just I see that's what's missing for Fibber these days, but Marker, you know that yourself. Aye, they don't. That brings a bit money. Can you imagine me in a dressing room, greater people walking in my earphones, and I'm not talking to each other? Again, too much money in football, no man. It's always money. I mean, I mean, in '91, I honestly thought, what guys, was the best player in the world at that time. Remember, early '90s, I thought it was magnificent. He come up here. I mean, the boys nowadays, young boys nowadays, they're seeing all these, all these players and they think it's great and all that. And I'm thinking, see if you go back a few years, the amount of talent that was in Scottish football. Oh, phenomenal. Guys are loud drop. Decanio. Reggie Blinker. Henry, you know, <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's Reggie or Bobby Patton the same. You could put the two of them in the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine Combuari. shite. <laughs> 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 when you moved to Celtic, did you yes. feel a lot of pressure on your shoulders? Obviously, you're a Celtic man, your family and all that. A, well, me as a Celtic supporter, when they came in for me, it was like I thought they, I thought Charlie Nicholas was going back. I thought he was going back, so and I, I was like, brilliant, you know. Um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it coming. It was just that last minute, and I didn't know until after that the big bully fought for me because the board wanted Charlie because he was cheap. He was for nothing, wasn't he? And right. it was all bored. So it wasn't it, it wasn't it, uh, the, the the machine that, that Celtic is now, you know. Aye. It was um, it was the old board that were twitching can turnstiles off and all that kind of stuff, you know, allegedly. <laughs> so Aye. it was uh, but it was them and Big Bully fought for me and uh, he says he went to me and, and it was it, well, it was good because it was those three strikers, me, Andy and, and Mark McGee. So we just 
you know, they two rotated and I played with any one of them. <laughs> hey, but how does it feel when you, when you sign for, for your, oh, for your boy, how, your boyhood heroes? It was brilliant. When I, you know, the biggest, this is the biggest thing for me. See, when my first game was against um, Hibs on a Saturday and Big Bullies held me back and I, you know, I'm quite, you know, believe it or not, I'm quite, I wanted to go with the team. I just wanted to go and soak up the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Aye. Well, never let me out and he says, no, you're not going out. He says, you go on your own. And I'm like, it was a high signing they'd ever made, the biggest signing. Right. It was nothing. I mean, and think about it, eight on a grand, it's nothing. You wouldn't get naked yeah. for that. So, um, and I'm thinking, I'm shaking myself. And I'm like, oh. and then he says, right, on you going? As I, as I walked to the dressing room, walked across the path to go to the tunnel, We Jimmy appeared, We Jimmy Johnson appeared. And he came away with his way to come down and see me. And he gave me a cuddle. He said, just go and enjoy yourself. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know, he said, we man, actually. I was, I was, I was, he's here and I'm up there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just go and enjoy yourself, wee man. And I thought, you know what, that's what, that's what big clubs, Celtic and that sort of bit, because Jimmy's been, he's been, he's came for upstairs hospitality, I came away downstairs and got me before I went out, just to, to wish me all the best. And I thought, brilliant. You know, it was, it was great. I you don't get that now. I mean, can you imagine the players nowadays, they just don't care about anybody else. Wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, no, no. you name. You're absolutely right when you say that, wee man. Anyway, so... I'm going to... So, Frank, take me back to Hamden the last two minutes. Yes. Talk well, to me. Do you know what? It was... <laughs> to be honest, in the semi-final, I had the biggest nightmare I ever had in football park. I was terrible in the semi-final. And, uh, and I, I, you know, luckily, I, I loved the bond, Henry. Henry Smith dropped it, so that was a good, uh, we got to the final. Aye. But there was 14 minutes to go something, and I, and I scored the equaliser, and I thought, you know, you actually see me seeing it Pomwick's day, let's get a winner. Because we knew that, we just we just didn't know how to beat that team that season, so it was um, it was incredible. And, and we go it, and well worked free, free uh, corner, and it was uh, Joe Miller miskicked it, Starkey miskicked it, and I shinned it top corner, probably. How you doing? And see that, see that celebration when you just drop to your knees and put your hand on well, it. Once I scored, you realise the, the magnitude of what you've done. It's a centenary. I knew that when I was coming up. So to do that, for, especially for the gaffer, because he was, you know, he was, he was everything to me. You know what, that's, uh, that's Celtic team. My, dad lived, uh, my dad's lived through the Lisbon lines and all that. Uh-huh. And that's Celtic team's my dad's favourite Celtic team. He says, just like you said there, even if say, like, we're 2-0 down with Aye. five minutes left, you, you didn't have any worries. Yeah, nobody you. left, that's for sure. That's the that, mark of champions. And, mm. you know, like, having scoring that final goal in, in the last minute of the cup mm. final in the centenary year to oh. confirm the double man. Terrible, but then you get the anti-climax after it, we man, they take it to Parkhead, and it was all yeah. this crap, and shite, champagne for Celtic, and all that. You're like, oh, you couldn't drink her. Uh, you're, you're, just, you're used to the one who's fellas, isn't you? It was, it was horrible. You couldn't drink it. It was, let's go, boys. We end up Tommy Burns' house, so it was good. Honestly. <laughs> well, it's one of them. I mean, I was, I was, the cup, after the cup final blew, we, Tommy's, Tommy's in the party. I'm going, what's the He was nearly in tears. And I'm saying, what's the matter? She said, a hundred years people remember us. And I'm like, ah, you don't, you know what, I just, I just want to get out. And, and then you, when he says things like that, you, you know, he just takes you back a wee bit and you think, shit. You know, the magnitude of the things that you've done, uh, especially last season, because let's be honest, there's no way we should beat Rangers that year because the team at Rangers had 
were just that was the start of that. They were magnificent, you know. Some of the, the money we'd things. spent and all that as well oh, for used to do that. Me and Bob are sitting here like farting a transfer these Celtic Cup final questions and that. Aye, 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 totally, totally. This is great. I'm loving it this week. My fucking broadband's <laughs> playing up. I'm off. <laughs> so, listen, it's all good fun. But you know what? In the days, it was great. It was, it was even good after it, Grado. Because it used to get me up the coast in Johnny. It was brilliant. Good fun. Aye. You know, we kicked the living daylights and kicked the crap at each other in a game. You know, there was no love lost in the game, but after it, we all go for a beer, and that was, that was what it was like. And that's what's missing that's as well in the football, probably in no. it as well, isn't it? People what? don't drink. No. They don't drink. Look at his face, look. People don't drink. People don't drink. At least when I go into pre-season, at least I know I'm going to sweat and I'm going to get hot. <laughs> Boys are super fat, you know. What's the point? <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get well, it. Well, listen, Frank. Yeah. See, see, once you, you left, you left Chelsea, you went back down to England and all that, yeah. but somehow in 1992, you end up in China. How the fuck did that Wait, come up? And- fuck did you cope there? Did they sweet and Hong Kong stay well there? I'll tell you what it was. I mean, I don't know China. There was a couple of guys at night who played with Celtic. He was over there. And he phoned me up and he says, would you come to Hong Kong? It's not China, it was Hong Kong. And I'm thinking, oh, I could do that. And the, the money was good. So I said, I want to put in a, I want to put in a hotel, not a five-star hotel, not that kind of nonsense. No, it was all good. And I went out there and his football was shite. <laughs> and the biggest problem, they've got a golf range where South China play, where they train, they've got that golf range. So you either train at 8 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, or 4 o'clock to 6. And it's on the driving range for the rest of the day. If you know half the pitch for 10 o'clock, fucking golf boys fly out of your head. You all <laughs> have to run through. You have to go, nah, 10 to 10, everyone stops and get off because these golf boys, you know, they don't care. And it was good fun. And I loved it. But after a while, I said, look, I can't do this. And you know the biggest problem I had? They don't blame drink if you have a bad game. So if you drink the night before, you can drink the night before and never no blame the drink. And I'm thinking, oh, I love that, but no, that wasn't good for me. <laughs> that wasn't good for me. So I came back to sign for Party Thistle. That's what I came back for. I was what, year was that? That? what year was that, Marker? 91, 92. Was it 93? Right. Man's talking 92. So 92. Who's the guy for then? I'm on the pitch with a Thistle tap on. Done a Mo Johnson. I'm I bet you John Lafferty went absolute bonkers. Oh, he, went, he went nuts. Aye. Did he speak to you on the phone or whatever? Or? No, I never spoke. He was all in the papers. It was my agent. Bob McMurdo got a brownie. He got a brownie. But, but we went, I went with Celtic to Furhall just, just before Christmas. And uh, they came in an announcement. We'd like to wish everyone in Celtic a uh, happy Christmas and a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Apart from Frank Mack. Frank Mack. We beat him 1 0. You know who scored the goal. I don't take penalties, but I took it that day. We beat him 1 0. You know me, I love white winding people up, so it's good one. <laughs> How was your second spell Celtic? It's all right until... until uh, Loudrop signed. Uh, Lou, Lou McCarry came, but it was horrible uh, when he came in, because we uh, both, it wasn't a good start, you know, but listen, I, I, I got a broken bone in my foot and Celtic sent me for a scan, I couldn't, couldn't see it, but I had to get, I know it sent me for an x-ray and they couldn't pick it up, but I knew there was something wrong with me. And uh, we played one of the best games I've ever played in. It was the semi-final of the cup, playing against Rangers. They had to toss a coin because Hamden was getting renovated, wasn't it? They had to toss a coin to see what, what pitch they used, and it was Ibrox. And when you walk through the Ibrox, it was half green and white and half blue and white. It was unbelievable, the atmosphere you can imagine. 
you know. So that was my last game. We could beat one nil. We just ran scored the name. We could beat one nil, and I said, "Look, I've got to get this fixed." Went for a scan, and it was a broken bone in my foot. It was a fracture in my bone. So I knew there was some knowledge weeks. I was, I mean, five weeks I was getting injections, in my ankle and all that. So it never done me any good, really. But in the days, that's what you done. You just got an injection. You played. You know, you never thought. You never thought. So we half in you. We half in you before the game, no? No, no, no. No, I couldn't do that. They done it with Sam. Billy Boys like to be a wee brandy. But it just to warm my mum. I thought it was a drink he was having. I'm thinking, I can like this club. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I mean, after the game, if I drink before it, but no, nah, it was just a wee, wee nip to warm you up inside. So, and, uh, why did the boys do that, apparently? No, me. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. My career, listen, my career was good. It was, you know, people say to me, why do you not have more than five caps? Back in the day, the, I'm delighted with five caps because the amount of people that I had to go up against, you know, Mojo. the amount of strikers, Moe, Darling, Koiste, David Speedy, Graham Sharp, Kendall Bush, I mean, fucking strikers, Stevie Archibald. I mean, the fucking strikers was unbelievable. So for me to get that amount of games, it should have played me in the World Cup. It took me, I, I was the top goal scorer. Right. And, and then I took one penalty that season. I scored 28 goals. And wow. Lineker beat me by one goal. And he took 12 penalties. So that's just, you know, I was in fire. And as a striker, when you're, when you're confident, you know you're scoring every game. And Fergie never played me. And you can imagine me. I wasn't happy about it. But you don't have any regrets, do you? And I don't have any regrets. But I had a great no playing in the World Cup. Because he should have played me. You know, he should have, I think we'd have got through it the next stage if I was playing. Yeah, you, you ever seen him since? You ever spoke to him about it? I spoke to him, I spoke to him about 10 years later um, when I seen him at John Lyle Memorial and I uh, didn't realise how what he'd done for John Lyle. So it was one of them. I, I love John Lyle. So I, I, I spoke to him and he says, fucking hell, Frank, I thought you were dead. I said, hey, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Bergie. He says, you sure? I said, no. He said, I thought I came to your funeral. I said, no. You want to get an invite? <laughs> So that was uh, it. Was all right. Uh, he, he, he made the mistake because soon as he shouldn't have dropped, soon as he shouldn't have, you know. Apparently, Kenny never went because he never took Hansen. So you know, wee things like that, you think well, that, that could have messed Aye. up, you know. Mm, but could have messed everything up. But it was listen. It was great just to get to World Cup and score a goal. It took us there, so that was even better. So Frank, you got an injury with uh, a bad injury. You broke your leg. Aye. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, like memes going about you now, um, where people are copying Chris Kamara. Every time that pops up, he was the one that broke your leg. You must be like, he ah. never broke my leg. He broke my leg, broke my ankle, and snapped my ligaments. You know, it was, oh, <laughs> it was three. It was three. I was it for. I was it for nearly. But people were asking me about it. Listen, nobody, nobody tries to hurt somebody like that. I think he tried not me that game. You know, that's what Chris. I would do. I wouldn't have done it, to Chris, because he wasn't that good. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, you saw that. You saw that ten defenders sent ten, ten to go for the, the players that might do damage. So, in, in one respect, I should be happy about it. But nah, it was just something they said to me in the way after part that was, you know, but he, but he didn't realise how bad I was. I was out. I was out for. I went to the hospital in Stoke. McCarry sent me to the hospital. Like right round, obviously took an ambulance. And then McCarry says, "I just stay here." And I'm going, "I'm in Stoke, giving a laugh." And, I walked in and the guy, Ray Stewart was in the plane and he came with me. And the guy says, you'll never walk again properly, never mind play football. I says, who the fuck are you? He says, I'm a doctor. I says, piss off. And I said, I, I I if somebody's going to finish my career, it'll be in England. Down in, down in London, one of the top doctors. Aye. So I'd go to Boston, come around and they strapped me up and they gave me all this trip and all that. And then 
I went to London and they dropped me off at the they dropped me off at the hospital but I don't know, about 11 o'clock at night, private hospital, and I went in, the doctor came in about one, and he says, no, I'll fix it. I was like, oh, that fucking idiot, I'm stuck. He says, it's accident in emergency, he says, he wouldn't know what he, what he was looking at. Fuck. So, if I had got it done there, if I had got it done there. But that's, that's mental how you had the fucking, the savvy to tell that guy to boost. Aye, honestly, I'd have just done it. Aye. I'd have finished him. Fucking hell, that's mad. Anyway. I, I always thought a big Chris Kamara is a big jolly happy guy. Fuck that guy, by the way. No. Listen, he, he came through me. It was that late and I've even got a fill, ready, huh? He'd have got done now in the cameras. The cameras would have picked it up. But... Yeah, I would fuck him for that now, wouldn't Aye. they? Aye. Aye. But listen, I, I've, not, I've not got any hardship against the boy. It was one of them. I was annoyed at the beginning, but nah. We were annoyed at McCarry. You know, because he, he done that, sent me there, and then I got okay to start training Christmas Eve, and he got me in on Christmas Day and gave me a four-mile road run. Fuck. Really? And uh, my uncle just swallowed again, so I was just for another two and a half months, so, you know. Lou McCarry's got to be up there with the worst managers and stuff. Oh, by the way, no, he's training See, I missed that. No, his training session, his training session was, he's still on a line at the, at the byline, he got a boy each, kick his eyes as he can. And you've only got one bounce to catch it before the halfway line. I've just training. Anybody else saying get any, any question for Mark? I'll let him go because I might get in for this fucking Coming pop can of cider. Still today, the 90-second footy quiz. Still we have, guys. Right, Frank, send me, send me your uh, phone number and I'll text you the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Every week on Football Daft, we put our guest the football knowledge to the test, right? So, I've got a leaderboard, Frank. Right. Tap of the leaderboard's Barry Ferguson. He's got 12. <laughs> David McCracken's at the bottom of the one. Alan Archibald, Brian Prunter on 11. Murdo McLeod's on 10. Oh, I'm not going to get double figures, don't worry about it, they're safe. Ian Murray's on 7. Lee Miller, Jordan Young and Bob Malcolm are on 6. And Peter Lovenkranz is on 3. Right, come on, I'll beat Peter. I need to beat Peter. Right, come on, you've got to, big man. So 90 seconds, Chris, you want to ask the question? Aye, that's your hero. Your 90 seconds start now. Who was relegated from the Scottish Premiership last season? Last season? Oh, Aye. The United. How many oh, points did Celtic... Right, go, go. How many points did Celtic win the Premiership by last season? Oh, shit. Oh, God, uh, Twelve. Which team are nicknamed Bully Wee? Clyde. What was the score when you beat Australia at Hamden in the game you scored? Which Scottish player plays for New York City? Scottish player? Aye. Don't know. Um, who was the Levy manager before Gary Holt? Yo yo. Yo yo. Yo yo, I don't know. Oh, Kenny Muller. How much did you move to West Ham for in your second spell? Uh, I don't know the official. 1.2. It was official. Name two of the teams left in the FA Cup in England. So, uh, Liber- no, Man City and... I don't know. <laughs> Liverpool, see. Like, which, teams have just, which team have just been awarded the Scottish Junior title? Ooh. Who cares? Who is the current manager of Dundee United? Uh, oh, you can't... You can buy, oh. <laughs> I know him. 
And what year did you win the second Good division man, with West Ham? What? And what year did you win the second division with West Ham? Hey, hey, time. Time. He, did, he did answer that one with 1991. Oh, there stop trying to get my other point there, Chris. Aye, <laughs> right, go on, many have we got? Right, let's run through the right answers and the wrong right. answers, Frank. It was uh, Dundee who were really relegated from the Premiership last season, not Dundee United. Dundee. <laughs> How many points did Celtic win the Premiership by last season? It was nine. So um, oh. It's Gary Mackay Stephen is a Scottish player that plays for New York City. You got Kenny Miller, it was 1.25 million. You were right, you moved for. Uh, Man City are still in the FA Cup, but Liverpool are not, so I can't give you a point for that. Uh, Auchinleck Talbot, they won Talbot. the Bastards. senior title um, this week. And uh, the cup manager of the United is Robbie Nielsen. And uh, it was 1991. Yeah. Oh, You've beaten Peter Lovingkrantz, so you've got five points. Yes! As long as you beat Lovingkrantz and Kratz, that's all that matters, mate. Aye, not five ago. I've got five. It's, it's, it's very up considering big bullies. It's a year after big bullies. He's number five. Yeah, yeah. Anniversary today. Yeah, go. That's nice. That's nice. What Frank, a lovely cheers for coming on, mate. No, Aye. Boys, listen, always good to see you. Take care, Frank. Thank stuff. you very much. Cheers, pal. Thank cheers, you, my man. Thanks, Frank. Bye bye. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Oh, Troops, that was one of my favourite episodes. I enjoyed myself. It was good. All right. Aye, good I could see Chris Tolls through that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's because I was looking at pictures of all Frank's ex bugs. <laughs> 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 Too good. Oh, is that, my missus yeah, that I'm, I'm deep. <laughs> you, were, you were a bit more relaxed with Mark and you were with Muddle last week. I know. I, I felt like... I, I felt like Muddle was kind of like a father figure, but I felt like Frank was one of the boys. Aye, <laughs> Muddle was like son Muddle kind of thing. Aye, I was kind of treating him with the respect he, he deserved. Aye. But, um, aye. but Maggie, you just talked to him like fucking he's... Just one of the guys doing the boozer, isn't it? I know, it's like, well, he's like one of your muckers, isn't he? Ah, he yeah, like, he's too good. He was good. good. Who we got next week, Drips? Hopefully, if he can Retail work it. out, if he can work out how to work Zoom, it'll be Dick Campbell. Dick <laughs> Campbell? Right. Oh, yeah. So we can cancel that one because uh, my one of my best mates plays for a bro, and I don't think there's any chance that he'll ever be able to fucking use Zoom, put it that way, if you've got a fair bit. Yeah, <laughs> Well, it's over to you for the old legends lottery next right. week. Wait, 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 wait. Right. And right, it can't okay. be, be somebody you know, apparently. Right, okay. Oh, no, it's alright. That's fine. Don't right, okay. want discount. I was only kidding you on, mate. Alright, right. that's alright. He calls on the fucking edge of the internet. He called me an idiot. I've been wanting to fucking punch somebody. No, it was you that called me an idiot. No, you called me an idiot and I tell you I take the door off. Oh, I says, I says, it's more about money, you fucking idiot. Oh, I did call you an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, boys, stay safe. Aye. <laughs> 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 Can I play it one more time? I go for it. Play us out, Gredo. This is becoming more apparent in the show every week than Jerry Fellini. Remember, everybody, rate, subscribe, review, blah, blah. River City on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't look. We'll see bye you guys, guys next Goodbye. week. Bye.